I was glad when they said unto me, Come and let us go unto the house of the Most High. For surely the Most High is in this place, and this is none other but the house of Yah. For the Most High is in his holy temple, let all of the earth keep silence before his presence. For I will bless the Most High at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. O magnify the Most High with me, and let us exalt his name together. O taste and see that the Most High is good. Blessed is the man that continues to trust in him. Peace, power, and blessings once again, my beloved brothers and sisters. Welcome again to our virtual worship service. I am Elder Joseph Isaiah Benjamin, also known as Joseph Horn Jr. And I am delighted to have you all on with us again on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and anchor.fm. Peace and blessings be upon you again. Without further ado, we are now going to have our invocation, followed by our doxology, and then we will have our devotional service, and then our first selection. Let us govern ourselves for prayer. O gracious and eternal Abba, our Father, what a marvelous privilege it is again to be able to assemble ourselves in the virtual world where all of your sons and daughters shall be able to listen to thy words. We thank you for this day because it is a day that you have ordained from the very foundation of the world. It is a Sabbath that has not been seen before, and after a little while it shall not be seen again. We thank you for those that are listening and that will listen. As always, Father, we ask of thee for forgiveness for all of our wrongdoing against you, ourselves, and our fellow man, in thoughts, deeds, and in words, whether we were conscious of it or whether we were unconscious of it. We strive to be better men and women, better sons and daughters for thee. For we realize that we are not of the polytheists, for we acknowledge thee that there is only one supreme being, and that is thee. We pray now that we would be administered through your Holy Spirit, your Ruha Kadesh. We pray that the message on this, eve this afternoon will continue to be a blessing after it is served, af after it is preached. Anoint my mind, anoint all of our minds to remember our ears to hearken and listen 
our hearts to believe, our wills to be kindled, to energize, to do thy will and thy bidding. Loosen the knot in my tongue so that I may be able to be an effective communicator, to do thy will and thy bidding. For it is in your righteous and holy name we do pray, we affirm. Amen. And now we will have our doxology, our devotional, first selection, and then I'll be back with observations. May y'all bless you. Enjoy the service. Let the people praise thee, dear God. Let all of the people give you praise. Let nations be glad and sing with joy. For thou shalt judge righteousness. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. The Lord shall bless because the Lord has blessed. And the Lord is blessing us right now. All in of the earth, stand in awe, in holy reverence unto him. We are blessed and privileged to be in service. One more time. God has been good. Through it all, we've learned to trust in God. Thank God today, I know that I'm not here because of my own ingenuity, but because of God's grace and goodness toward me and toward you are we here. Join in now and let us praise God.
sons and daughters of the Most High all said, Amen. That selection was entitled, Oh to be kept by Jesus. In Hebrew, as you know, his name is actually Yahusha. Oh to be kept by Yahusha. I pray that you enjoyed our devotional and our first selection as well. Once again, it is so good to see all of you out to uh, help me praise the Most High virtually in times such as these. Uh, my observations are very, very brief, so I'm going to remind all of you that um, our Testimony Tuesday in our Facebook group New Bethlehem Temple Bible Church. Um, it begins every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. all the way up until midnight. And don't forget, please, ma'am, please, sir, our Bible study will be on Wednesday evening, uh, possibly between 7.30 and 7.45. Uh, I'm going to make it my business to try and be as prompt as I can, as you all know, you know, just coming from work, especially here in New York, it is rush hour, especially when I'm getting off. So, it's going to be between 7.30 and 7.45. Don't forget uh, our Bible study. And allow me to also apologize to all of you for uh, last Wednesday's mishap. Unfortunately, I wasn't able at the time to straighten out our technical difficulties because the Wi-Fi was messed up. But as you can see, we have our... Wi-Fi up and running again and it seems like this new Wi-Fi is running much smoother than the old one is and so I thank and praise the Most High for that as well so I'm going to present to you part four all over again Wednesday evening because I felt like that presentation was absolutely garbage. It was truly unprofessional. It was too many mishaps and too many distractions. And you who listens to me faithfully and loyally, you rely on me to feed you the word of the Most High. And I want to give the most high my best, most importantly. And I feel that Wednesday, I did not give the most high my best. So I went on and I deleted everything. 
So this Wednesday, I'm going to re-present to you part four of our teaching series, The Lost, The Falling Away, and The Awakened. It's going to be part four, and we're starting all over. We're starting afresh because the Most High deserves my best, and so do you, you who listens faithfully. So that's why I'm presenting it all over again this Wednesday evening, possibly around 745. Instead of 7.30, it'll be possibly 7.45 instead. Between 7.30 and 7.45. So again, I want to uh, say first and foremost to the Most High, I'm sorry. I'm repenting publicly for my mishap because Most High, you deserve better and so does your people. So that's why I'm starting over fresh. So that way, no mishaps, no distractions, no excuses. Because I believe in doing something, if I'm going to do it right, or don't do it at all. That's just exactly how I feel. Either I'm going to do it right, or I'm not going to do it at all. It's as simple as that. See? And uh, let us continue to keep the entire Johnson family in our prayers. They made their return uh, from laying to rest our friend and our brother, Brother Carl Love. They had a long sojourn from India. So uh, keep that entire Johnson family in your prayers. Um they, they got some healing to do. So keep them in your thoughts, your prayers, and your meditations as well. So good to see uh, Lady Marla Johnson back with us again. She is doing better than she was, but she is still under doctor's care. But she is here with us today. And we acknowledge her presence. She's one of our loyalists. She, and she's the one that's responsible for making out all of these beautiful flyers and beautiful announcements that you see posted in our Facebook group and you see on my Facebook page as well. So Lady Marla, we salute you and we thank you for your hard work, and your contributions as well. Shout out to Brother Deacon uh, Barron for his contributions as well, allowing um, this word to get out wherever, uh, wherever he can, whenever he can, especially at his, his place of employment, uh, and everywhere he he is. Shout out to you, Brother Baron. Thank you for being a contributor and a loyalist as well. 
and it's good to see Elder James back with us. I know he has been on a tour of duty, preaching the word. And we are delighted to have him back with us again. Always a pleasure to have him and his, his wife with us as well. Who else do I see? Um, I think I saw Sister Earlene on the Facebook side. Happy to have you with us again today. Peace and blessings be upon you. And let us keep all of our families that's grieving, that's going through uh, um, in your thoughts and your prayers. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and we're going to have our next selection. I'm praying for New Bethlehem Temple. I am. I'm, I'm really praying for this church, albeit we are celebrating the Most High virtually. I'm still praying for this church because this church, I strongly believe, is becoming more and more of a threat against the kingdom of darkness because you have a lot of churches that the Most High is not pleased with. And because the Most High is not pleased with these churches, and yet I believe he's pleased with us because we're preaching and we're saying things that other churches and other ministers are not doing. And you can best believe, you can best believe that these preachers that the Most High truly has called, they're not being faithful and they're not being obedient to their calling. So that's where myself and a few others come into play. See? Um, so let us continue to keep this church in our prayers because I love this church not just because you know it just so happens to be the church that was laid on my heart and mind to start all these years ago and now we finally got it off the ground um, which in a few months this virtual ministry will be a year old June 18th was our inaugural worship service. So June 18th will be the one-year church anniversary virtually of this ministry. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to sharing with all of you uh, more of what the Most High has um, has in store for us. Yeah. Uh, one more. Is there? Any, let me see if there's any more. Next month, March, is spring. And because next month is the spring, which in actuality is our actual brand new year, 
the first day of spring is actually the real new year. First day of spring is actually the first day of the new year. So to have to kick off the real new year, we're going to have revival services. We're going to have our very first spring revival. And, uh, and yours truly is going to be the revivalist. That's right. Yours truly is going to be the revivalist. And I got some more some, uh, sermons to preach. And um, I got some more things that needs to be addressed, that needs to be talked about. So uh, the official date of our revival services or the beginning of it, um, I'll get back with you on that. But certainly beginning next month. We're going to have our only, not only our brand new, our real New Year's Day, but we're going to have revival to usher in the new year. See? So please, ma'am, please, sir, whosoever will, let them hear. And don't argue with them. Don't ever argue with anybody about what thus saith the Most High. There's a reason why Yahusha said, cast not your pearls among swine. All you can do is just give them the invitation. All you can do is just give them a little bit of the wisdom shared and that's it. Don't force it. Don't argue with them. If they want to come, they'll come. If not, that's on them. Because mind you, all of us ain't going to make it into glory. I'm just being honest with you. All of us ain't going to make it. And this is the reason why I keep stressing to all of you. That this is the era of separation. You see. So please ma'am. Please sir. Let us uh, prepare to govern ourselves accordingly. And if there's any changes concerning our spring revival. Or I can get it programmed to where I can still be on. But if I can get Elder James to preach, then guess what? Elder James, you up. So I'm going to be working on that too. But as of right now, everything uh, is the way the, that I announced it. If there are any changes, I'll let you all know. Oh, and by the way. It's going to be on Facebook, it's going to be on YouTube, and yes, it's going to be on Spotify and Anchor as well. 
So we, we're getting ready to be heard worldwide. So get ready for it. Get ready for it. All right. That's enough of my, my me running off at my mouth and my announcements and my observations. May y'all bless you and may y'all keep you. We're getting ready to have one final selection and then we're going to have Amazing Grace. We're going to have Amazing Grace and then I'm going to say a word to you and this is going to be part two. You see, this is going to be part two of... Um, Melanated Presence in the Bible, Part 2. And we're going to explore Part 2 in a few moments. One more selection, Amazing Grace, then the preached word. May y'all bless you. We'll be back in a few moments.
was entitled Sweet, Sweet Spirit, played by Brother Andre and Darius Mays. We pray that the Most High will bless these brethren and they will continue on administering to all of those who shall listen will be uplifted and inspired by the word. It's now time for the great hymn of the church. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see.
Most High continue to keep you. I understand, I just saw an observation from Brother Barron. Good evening, good, 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 uh, good afternoon to the brethren of the men's group. And I understand that they are out fishing and they listening to me. Well, brethren, I am honored to have you with us on this afternoon. Brother Barron is a good man. I have the utmost respect for him. And uh, he is really, has been aiding and assisting this ministry to go forth. So I want to say to Brother Barron, both publicly and privately as well, thank you for all that you do. Don't think for a moment that it is not appreciated because it certainly, certainly is appreciated. And you are appreciated as well. It's time to preach. It's time to preach. Gracious Father, we thank you again for this time of teaching and facilitation of your word. Thank you for those that are listening. Thank you for those that will listen later on. Anoint my mind, my voice, to be an effective communicator to your sons and your daughters in times such as these. Anoint our minds, our hearts, to receive thy word, because the seed is your word and you are the soul. For it is our responsibility to listen to what you would have us to know. Thank you for this time. In your name we do pray. Amen. This is part two of our sermon series entitled Melanated Presence in the Bible. For those of you that have not heard of this terminology, melanated, you could say that it is a substitute, if you will, for saying black. Meaning there is, or you could say that there is African presence in the Bible according to the late great, the Honorable Dr. Wyatt T. Walker. And if you really think about it, if you pay close enough attention to the scriptures, guess what? It's talking about us. It's talking about us melanated men or black men and women. This is our story. No matter how many people don't want to believe it, 
I've read the Bible for myself enough to know that it's talking about us. It's talking about melanated men, melanated women, melanated children. And hopefully at the conclusion of the entire sermon series, you'll be able to walk a little taller. And don't be ashamed of your melanin. Because whether you realize it or not, we are the original life in the universe. No matter how many times these racist whites will try to Europeanize our history. Racist whites stole our history, Europeanized it, and gave it back to us. They fabricated our history, our inventions, our brainchild of any and every invention. See, they're trying to keep this quiet now. But as long as I have breath in my body, I'm going to tell you the truth. And Brother Baron will tell you, as well as the rest of the loyalists and the members of our virtual church, I ain't a typical preacher. There's nothing typical about me at all. I'm going to tell you the truth. Take it or let it alone. But at least, at least now, I am coming from the scriptures to strengthen and to back up my argument. See? From the book of Psalms, the 68th number of Psalms, verse 31. is where I would like to once again begin to present my argument and to present my, my case. Psalm 68 and verse 31. And I'm going to be reading from the King James translation. Psalm 68 and verse 31. King James translation. And 
it reads on this wise. Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto the Most High. Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto the Most High. We use it for a subject again. Melanated presence in the Bible. Melanated presence in the Bible. We solicit your prayers. Last Sabbath, we gave the introduction to this sermon to get you to be more cognizant and aware that there is melanated presence or African presence in the scriptures. My reasoning for presenting this sermon series today or beginning last week is because it is my task to attempt to get people to stop being ashamed for them being the pigmentation or the color, if you will, of their skin. Many of us have an inferiority complex when it comes down to being melanin. You have those that are haters of themselves and will foolishly bleach their skin. And any man or any woman that bleaches their skin from its originality, they do not have knowledge of self. And if you don't have the right knowledge of self, the end result of it is self-destruction. No knowledge of self is a recipe for self-destruction.
self-sabotage. And then also, it is my attempt to also to get the naysayers to see that the Bible is not the so-called white man's book. Albeit, there are some controversial passages of scripture that has been severely taken out of its context. Especially with the word slave. People have made the argument that the Bible condemns slavery. It does not. There are those that have argued the point that since the Bible condemns or condones rather, it condones slavery. It says slaves obey your masters. You are supposed to condone chattel slavery. You condone the mistreatment of your brothers and your sisters. Wrong again. The Bible does not teach one to disrespect one's personhood. The Bible teaches you that if it's possible to live peaceably with all men. Slaves obey your masters does not mean that the slave masters should use and abuse their servants or take advantage of them mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, or otherwise. No. I'm going to give you just a little bit of what I'm going to preach about in the future. See, there's some words in the King James translation that is in italics. And because these words are in italics, that means that it was, the original terminology was replaced with the words in italics, meaning that word that is in italics shouldn't be there. It has no business being there. And here's more. The word slave mean servant, not involuntary servitude to the point where you abuse your, your servant, no. Because you have to keep in mind that when these books was written, the words used 
the terminologies used does not mean or did not mean back then what it means now. And then for people to argue the point that there is no supreme being, let me ask you a question. If there's no supreme being, how in the hell fact you get here? If there's no supreme being, how did nature form? How did the twinkle in the star form? How did the glow in the moon form? How did the blade of grass form if there's no supreme being and all of these different inventions the lawnmower the street light the light bulb white folk didn't create that us did <laughs> your and my ancestors did and all of the poetry by William Shakespeare ain't really by William Shakespeare it's it's from a melanated brother or a melanated sister And a lot of the poetry that you know and you've heard of, it came from a sister by the name of Phyllis Wheatley. But let, let me, I, I had to say all that to whet your appetite. See, but the text, Psalm 68 and verse 31 is a prophetic passage of scripture. Mind you, in the Old Testament, it is full of prophecy in the New Testament or the Injil it is the fulfillment of the Old Testament and a lot of the New Testament quotes the Old let, let, let me read it again princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hand unto the Most High. What does that sound like to you? i tell you what it sounds like to me. It sounds like that's not a spoiler, that's prophecy that shall be made manifest, that shall be fulfilled. Meaning, they shall repent and shall turn around. 
Sim. I'm going to tell you this. There is no way in the world that there can be doggone near 8 billion people on the face of this earth and somebody not repent. Somebody going to repent. Even if it is just a third, a remnant, somebody going to repent. Somebody is going to repent. Now. If you are a melanated man or woman, I'm going to tell you this. You don't need to be apologetic about your faith. You don't need to be apologetic about your faith. About your spirituality. For what? I'm going to tell you something. I myself am an ordained minister of melanin descent. And in our community, our tradition and community requires that whenever somebody invites another to speak, you need a thesis or a subject and a text. Let me quote the Honorable Dr. Y.T. Walker. He said, quote, whether it's a rotary luncheon or Kiwanis buffet or pastor's anniversary or high school commencement, if you are a regularly ordained black preacher, you got to take a text because that's the tradition. Two things I know black folk want. They want a subject and a text, end quote. Now, I gave you all an example that you need to stop being ashamed of you be melanin because you are the original life in the universe and because now you are the original life in the universe why are you still trying to get approval and appreciation and love for people that never cared about you in the first place. You trying to get appreciation and approval from people that don't, that don't love you, that hate you. For what? What are you doing that for? Huh? What are they doing that for? And see, here's the thing. It was our people that had to teach another nationality how to wash their behind.
because a certain nationality didn't know or didn't have any idea how to wash their behind and to keep themselves clean so they wouldn't get sick and die premature deaths. Let's be honest. The subject or the thesis of race continues to be an obsession with the nations of the world since the rise of the Atlantic slave trade. The matter of race continues to be pushed to the center stage in the affairs of the global community because of the necessity of a rationale to justify enslaving other human beings. It was therefore fed by the greed for enormous profits that the peddling of human flesh, mainly melanated or black people's flesh, would be generated. Now let me ask you a question. For those of you that are history buffs or who are students of history, are you familiar with the golden triangle of trade? Let me make it more plain. Ships that departed Europe with finished goods went to the west coasts of Africa for beads and fabrics they traded your and my ancestors, then transported them in cruel fashion through the Middle Passage on the Atlantic Ocean and thusly deposited them in the entry points of North and South America and the Caribbean. Then they took the raw um, substance and carried them back to Europe. In other words, each leg of the sojourn had a paying cargo. The European explorers gave up the search for gold and ivory because they recognized and realized the profits from the slave trade peddling human flesh, your and my ancestors' flesh, was enormous. And so it has been that obsession with race or nationality that has been so persuasive that it not only corrupted secular history, 
but it has unfortunately have had a corrupting influence on the translation and interpretation of the scriptures. Bible, Bible, Bible. And if those who are listening to me are also Muslims, the translation of the Quran has been has been duped also. But mainly the focus has been solely on Bible. Y'all mind if I teach some more? I'm going somewhere with this. I, I, I'm going to have to break this down in, 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 in parts. Now, here's something else. Here's something else that you all need to know. It took an entire generation in the public and private school fabric it took an entire generation to find out that Egypt is on the continent of Africa. What? It sure did. It took an entire generation for people to figure out that Egypt is on the continent or in the continent of Africa. See, you're getting a glimpse of the sinister psychological apparatus of these racist Europeans. Because these racist Europeans had Europeanized ancient history so much so they made us believe that Egypt was in some place other than the continent of Africa. Remember I said that they have whitewashed our history? Y'all remember me saying this, right? They took your and my history Europeanized it and gave it back to us trying and unfortunately succeeding in having us to feel inferior now Here's something else too. There's another crisis that has burdened every
every intelligent and sane-minded man that is a student of the scriptures of the Bible. This so-called curse of Ham And this is on a Salvinic side. Some of you call it a religious side or religious plateau. But this is dealing with spirituality, salvation, not religion. Because anything that's religious, it is only zeroing in and pinpointing on the doctrines of somebody else. That's religion. I'm focused on your spirituality. I don't preach religion. I preach salvation. Okay. Now. This so-called curse of ham business. We're going to talk about that. In, in, let's talk about this. Consequently, the victims of white supremacy in the United States, the so-called African Americans, have often been ridiculed because of our traditional and unswervering commitment to our faith and conviction. common sense and our judgment has been called into question by those that are uninformed and ignorant who observe our deep ties to our Mashiach, Yahusha. You call Jesus. Their questioning usually follows this line. You've heard it before. How can you expect to find your liberation practicing the white man's religion? Have y'all heard that before? Hmm? Have you heard? How can you follow the white man's religion? How can you read a book that condemns, or condones rather, condones slavery? And if you notice now, the ones that does not have the right understanding and the proper training and the proper learn, the proper learning of this book, Bible. These are they who continues to exhibit 
their own ignorance. And it's always those who reads the Bible less are the most critical of the book. Have y'all noticed that too? Now, if you are a student of the history of religion, of course, but more importantly, if you are a student of spirituality and salvation, you will know without a shadow of a doubt, undoubtedly, that none, none, in capital N, capital O, capital N, capital E, none, none of the world's greatest religions even originated in Europe. All of these religions were either born in Asia or Africa. The bottom line is that the race is Caucasian. as we colloquially describe them, these white folk, as we colloquially describe them, they've never produced any of the world's religion except the religion of violence, death, rape, and molestation. That's their religion. And then when you have a Caucasian that wants to Get away from those who engages in violence and death and murder and rape and molestation. Then they are viewed as a traitor to their people. You don't believe me? James Cheney, Andrew Goodman, and another and another uh, young man. It was two Caucasians. One of them was Jewish. Those three young men, James Cheney, Andrew Goodman, and the other gentleman, they were murdered. They were murdered in Mississippi. And if my memory serves me correctly, these three men were executed in 1964. The beginning of the mid-60s. Why were they murdered? They were murdered because they were aiding and assisting blacks in Mississippi that wanted to vote. They were trying to get them to vote legally. And the Ku Klux Klan of Mississippi murdered those three men. Because the racist Ku Klux Klansmen had it in their thinking. Bargar, 
fool the hell does this nigger and these nigger lovers think they are? Coming here to Mississippi, our beloved state. They gonna try and get these niggers to vote? Who the hell do they think they is? We got something for that nigger and them nigger lovers, Bargar. That was their mentality. And believe it or not, there's still some towns in Mississippi. You better not be seen after dark. Because you still have some Klansmen that still ride after dark. And if they catch you, especially if you're black or melanin, They will hang you to a tree. And this is 2023, according to this Gregorian calendar year. Oh, yes, it's true. But you got some towns that's still like that in Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, some parts of Georgia and Texas. Some of them are still like that, dare say, in, in both the Carolinas. Your ministers ain't going to tell you this. Your archbishops, your bishops, your elders, your reverends, your ministers, your pastors, your priests, your imams, they're not going to educate you on this either because they're too cowardly to tell you or they don't know themselves. But mainly it's because they're too cowardly. Now, when you consider and you think about the very development or the very genesis or beginning of humankind anthropologically speaking is understandable and predictable because once again they whitewashed your and my history. Because I will reiterate, there are no ancient civilizations that can be traced to Europe. The most ancient civilizations are rooted in Asia and Africa. Years ago, decades ago, there was a family called the Leakies.
they were an internationally known and an internationally famed family of anthropologists. They established beyond question that the first human life began in sub-Sahara Africa, which fixes the Africans are indeed the first members of the human family. Now let's go to Genesis. I'm almost done. I told you I got to do this in parts. I can't give it to you all at once. It's too much. But let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 7. What does it say? And the Most High formed man from the dust of the ground, right? And blew into his nostrils the breath of life. Let's stop right there. And the Most High formed man from the dust of the ground. What color is the ground? It's not white. It's brown, right? I'm going somewhere with this. Just follow me for a few more minutes and we're going we're gonna to close. And the most high formed man from the dust of the ground, right? And blew into his nostrils the breath of life. That's not from the book of Yosef. That's from the book of Genesis. All right. In the King James translation is really read like this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Let's stop. We've already established the fact and the reality that The ground is not white. It's brown. But let's dig deeper. This passage of scripture also presents to us a scientific fact. Well, what scientific fact? Does Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 present to us? Mandalian's law 
or Mandel's Law. I close when I say this. Dark skin is dominant. Light skin is recessive. You can get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. So the next time somebody insults you, you remind yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror, I am the original life in the universe. And I am not the opinion of other people. And because I am not the opinion of other people, I am what the scripture tells me I am. I'm not a pimp. I'm not a slut. I'm not a cunt. I'm not a whore. I'm not a pervert. I am created in the image and likeness of the Most High. And not only am I created in the image and likeness of the Most High, I don't need anybody's permission to celebrate what they call black history for only 28 days. They gonna start me off with celebrating Black History Day, then Black History Week, then Black History Month. And notice how these, these racist buffoons did it. They gonna give you crumbs. They gonna give you the shortest day of the the shortest month of the of the calendar. You got 28 days while the rest of these, these months, they got 30 days and 31 days. They're going to give you the shortest month to celebrate who you are. You must be a fool to still believe that it takes 28 days to celebrate who you are. Please. I don't need no 28 days to celebrate no Black History Month because I'm not a month. I'm Black History every day. I am Black History every day. And if nobody else celebrates me, you better learn to celebrate you. That's what I've learned to do. Celebrate yourself. Stop waiting on people to celebrate you when you can be celebrating yourself. And you don't need a day. You don't need a week. You don't need a month. You celebrate it 
every single day, every single year. Here's a moment in black history. On February 22nd, 2004, yours truly was ordained in Canton, Mississippi at the Mount Zion ba Missionary Baptist Church when Dr. W.L. Johnson Sr. was the senior pastor. That's black history for you. That was a little under six months before my 21st birthday. I was 20 years old when I was ordained. So legally, I was still a boy. I was licensed as a, as a board preacher and I was ordained a board preacher. I was licensed to preach at 17, ordained at 20. That's right. I was a board preacher, ordained. That's your Black History Month moment that's mine too most importantly been doing this going on 23 years trying to preach and teach and facilitate the word of the most high for 23 years i've had some mountaintop blessings and valley low setbacks. I've had some mountaintop breakthroughs. And I've had some valley low breakdowns. But I'm still here. Still breathing, still walking, still talking. Stop being the opinion of people that don't care about you. Stop being the opinion of people that's one bad day away from suicide. One breakup away from, from going back to the needle, going back to alcohol, going back before they changed. Two of the most important relationships that you will ever have as long as you live in this world, in this realm, is your relationship with the Most High and your relationship with yourself. Learn to value and appreciate your relationship with the Most High and yourself. Because nobody else is going to do it for you. You've got to do it for you.
Stop looking for the right things in the wrong places. Start looking more to the Most High and look deep within yourself. Because you're not a pimp. You're not a prostitute, you're not a whore, you're not a slut, you're not a cunt, you're not a slur or a whore. That's not you. At least not naturally. You and I collectively, we became those things after we got here. And these are all learned behaviors. But it's now time for us to unlearn the deviance and the decadency of the wickedness of this world. I close by telling y'all this. All of these established religions that the white racist European formed and developed is the idolatry of money and possessions. You, my brother, you, my sister, are better than this. Stop subjecting yourself to decadency. Stop subjecting yourself to being a low life. Stop. Because whether you realize it or not, this realm, this world, as we know it to be, it's coming to an end. It's coming to a close. It is. It's coming to an end. And you need to be on the right side of history before it's too late. That's all I got for you. Join me next week for part three of Melanated Presence in the Bible.
I got a lot more to share with y'all. And as we continue this sojourn, because this is a sermon series, I'm going to teach you about melanated presence in the Old Testament or the Torah. And I'm going to share with you about melanated presence in the New Testament, the Injil. Brother Baron, and to the rest of the brethren, and everyone else that's listening, and that will listen later on, I hope this makes you stronger as men, as women, boys, girls, and share it with everybody and anybody who going to listen. And if they don't want to listen to it, don't argue with them. Let it go. Let it go, let it go, let them be. Because everybody ain't going to make it. Everybody ain't going to listen. Everybody ain't going to listen to it. And their blood will not be on your hands. Their blood will be on their own hands. Not yours. Their blood is on their own hands. And because I'm proud, Of being melanin. Because. I was created in the image and likeness. Of my creator. That in itself. Is worth. Shouting about. That in itself. <laughs> The door is open. <laughs> the door of the Most High is open. I extend the invitation to discipleship for you today. Door is open. Will you come today? Door is open. I was a sinner. 
still open. Don't let them do it. Let me ask y'all a question. Did you get something out of this message today? I'm going to tell you something. I sure did. I feel mightier than Superman and Zeus and all the rest of these Greek gods out here. I got something out of that. I'm able to walk a little bit taller. Stand up a little bit straighter. And hopefully, you will too. I'm not teaching hatred. I'm teaching the truth. And I want to, before we give the benediction, I want to acknowledge the presence of Sister Carol Burks. She snuck in here. And gave us a react. If you're still listening. Thank you. For swinging by. And thank you also for. Allowing me to use your status. As our 
guide for our Bible study. Yeah. That's Sister Carol Burks. She snuck on in here and gave us a reaction. May, may the Most High bless her and keep her. Yeah. But uh, we're getting ready to wrap it up now. And don't forget, next Sabbath is part three of our series, Melanated Presence in the Bible. We finished part one. We finished part two. I got about maybe three or four more parts to this because there's a lot to unpack as well. Don't forget Bible study Wednesday evening around 7.30, 7.45. I'm going to represent to you uh, part four of the lost, the falling away, and the awakened. And uh, I pray the Most High will bless you and keep you. And join me tomorrow evening as well for uh, Yosef's Two Cents. That is our secular um, podcast in which we talk about things that's going on in our society, all of the ills. <coughs> Of our society. This society. So get ready. And prepare your hearts and minds. For that. May y'all bless you. May y'all keep you. And now let us prepare for. Final prayer. And a benediction. To the gentlemen of Brother Barron's Men's Club, thank you for listening to me. I pray that you got something out of this message as well. May the Most High richly bless you and keep you as well. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for this time of teaching and preaching and facilitating of your word. We pray that all of us was refreshed and revived and grew spiritually stronger and to have a better glimpse as to who we are and whose we are and now as we prepare to depart we pray that you would strengthen us where we are weak build us up where we have been torn down thank you father for not giving up on us thank you for being our battle axe in a time of war our bread in the starving land, our water when we're thirsty. Give us the strength and the courage and the grace we need to continue to go forth throughout this dark, wicked world. Wherever we are in the world, bless us and keep us. And we pray in turn that because of our obedience, we will bless you in turn. In your name we pray. And now may the Most High Yahuwah bless you 
May the Most High Yahuwah keep you. May the Most High Yahuwah continue to shine his face upon you. May the Most High Yah give you peace, give you shalom. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we do pray. Amen. May Yah bless you and keep you again. Most High willing, we'll see you tomorrow evening for our secular podcast of Yosef's Two Cents. And we'll see you Wednesday for Bible study. Enjoy the rest of your Sabbath. To the gentlemen, you're very, very welcome. And don't let it be your last time. Until we meet again, may y'all bless you and give you peace. Shalom.